Well, good evening to Tea Time with Miss Liz. That's right, it's tea time. And it's evening tea in some areas, and it's afternoon tea in another area, and it's morning tea in another area. So we're having tea with the amazing and beautiful Adina Poland Simo Simon, and she is an amazing lady. So I'm just going to share a little bit on her bio, and then we're going to get in, and she's going to share her passion for beauty. So Adina is the now, now national director, pageant producer, French, franchise holder, Miss Plus World, Trinidad and Tobago. Her favorite colors are green, red, yellow, and pink. And one word to describe her is inspirational. Miss World, Trinidad and Tobago, national director, pageant producer, founder, Adina Polar Simon, is a citizen of the beautiful Twin Island Rep Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, known as many as Queenie. The multi-talented, well-rounded, outgoing, loving, extremely ambitious woman began making appearances and performing on stages at the age of 13 in school choirs mixed with, stri with strict spiritual Baptist background, strong education while still in the care of her grandmother. She entered competitions consistently making very yearly contribute contributions that helped her to adapt and advance to different stages throughout her music career. Her musical influences came from her deceased mother, grandmother, grandfather, and a few persons in the industry. Adina believes in encouraging persons to assess themselves in motivating, inspiring, and educating women to inspire for higher heights, willing them to reach for the sky and beyond as your limit. Even as a mother, career, woman, grandmother, and she always makes time for church, her family, and still finds time for community and culture work. For more on Adina's profile, please check out Miss Liz's Tea Time page and check out all of my other platforms and you will see the incredible bio this woman has. So welcome, Adina, and thank you so much for joining me today on Tea Time. Hi, Miss Liz. Thank you for having me. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy a sip of cup of tea here and let you share how it all began, the backstory of how Adina got to where she is today and what you're doing today for your community and country. Okay. Thank you so much. Again, I, I thank you. I would be always grateful for having the opportunity to serve. And when I said serve, um, I didn't always reach to this point. I would tell you where it started. For me, I came from humble beginnings in the community of Mova. Mova is a very vibrant area, very close to the city of Port of Spain, so I live very close to the capital. For me, where I'm situated now in the community where I live, um, it takes me less than five to ten minutes to reach the Port of Spain, even to my job. And before being introduced to pageantry, I am the fourth of seven siblings, five of which are alive. My mother, Michi, her soul rest in peace, Elizabeth Pollard, and my father, he is alive. His name is Mr. Lenny Bonal. He is out in the US. I would say I came from a family of love, to describe my family, because I was the child who, I would not say I had a you know, a very easy upbringing. You know, some persons are born into wealth, some have easy access. From a very young age, I knew about working very hard for what you have to achieve. 
And coming back to my community, all who I went to school with, who would have helped raise me, like my god parents, my god sisters, my god brothers. You know, when you live in a family, you have extension. I had the influence of my mother, my grandmother, and my godmother. But I always take note or remind people of my spiritual background. Because without God, it doesn't matter your social, economic status or your religion. It doesn't matter the beliefs you have. There's always a higher being that who is responsible for us as human. So I went to the primary school, as we you always say, elementary. The name of the school, it is still located in the MOVA community, Lower MOVA government. From there, I moved on to what we will call junior secondary, which is now senior comprehensive for all school courses at that time. They were split into three years, and then you move on to two years to complete, and then if, after you will go on to your A-levels. So I went to a school called Barataria Junior Sec. It is now Barataria North. I also went to Mova Lavantil. That's where I finished off my two years. At a very young age, I was involved in choir, because when you came from the spiritual background that I, I came from, you were always encouraged to be in choirs, right? That is where my passion for singing started. And of course, I would have also learned at a very tender age, community service, charity, because I always tell people, I am not ashamed to speak about, I am very aware of having to go to school with a sneakers for more than one term also your uniform. Now I'm using these references to let anyone who are out there know, don't feel ashamed of where you came from. Because sometimes, I mean, the now generation has so many different style of shoes. And what I'm saying, my community knows. <laughs> my life is not a secret, it's an open book. Having to go to school with two shirts, you wash one today to prepare for the next day, also having to use a skirt because it was a top and bottom for me in the uniform. And sometimes my school sneakers would have a hole in it and I have to go to school. But I was very happy. I was always happy despite the situation. However, my mother experienced the loss of her home, but I always admire my mother's courage despite whatever she would go through. Very hardworking woman. So I took some of those examples from her. My godparents, they were very instrumental in raising me as well, the Brewster family. And I always give them kudos because they were part of my upbringing and they're still in my life today. My grandmother was from Grenada. So, you know, I had the other island mixed with me, but she always encouraged me and I always admire my grandmother. She didn't have a degree bachelor's or whatever passes, but she always invested and encouraged me to, you know, take your education serious, aspire to be a better person, you know? And okay, it was unfortunate that she passed, but I always learned in every situation in growing up, despite whatever hardship you would endure, 
you know, there's always an outcome. Whether you choose negative or positive, in my opinion, good always outweigh bad. So it's always, I always encourage persons to aspire for positive because positivity is my mantra. Um, from a child, I was always a happy person. I was singing in choirs. I was encouraged by my, my mother, as I said, because she loved to sing. She would be singing for all who knew her. Should she go to the church, come back, she would always be singing. She'd be going through whatever, and she'd be singing. Most times, she'll call me. We'll sit together. We will talk about her life experiences as a child. And again, for her, her era and my era were too different, but there were similarities. There were the hardships, but I always watched my mother overcome all the struggles that she endured. Um, in becoming a, a teenager, it was a bit of a struggle because there were different things that I was interested in taking part in. And I call that, you know, finding yourself still going through a period as a teenager. Um, I would have friends who to date, we are still friends, um, which is good for me because I look at, in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you're coming from. And the persons who are in your circle is very important. My friends would like, when I miss school, they will bring this work for me and I will try to catch up from there because there were periods in our life. At a point, my mother, she lost her home to fire. So she lost all her personal belongings. So when I hear people talk about stuff, I know what it is to lose everything and all you would have is the clothes on your back. And that is not a nice experience for anybody. But I always say in our country, despite whatever challenges, there are God-fearing persons, there are persons who have kind heart. So there were a number of persons in the community who reached out to her. And when the heart that my mother had, she was like a saltfish in the village. When we say saltfish in Trinidad and Tobago, it's like a darling. <laughs> right? If that's the term you understand, Miss Liz? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, in Trinidad and Tobago, we have little jargons we use and people are not familiar. There's a cultural difference. So sometimes when we say stuff, I like to explain because being on the international circuit, and dealing with so many different countries over a period of time, you know, the culture, I love to experience and explain our culture as well as learn other person's culture. However, for me, when I was thrown into the field of after school, having been a young mother, um, it was a life-changing experience for me with my firstborn. Um, he's now 28. Um, a lot of stuff changed for me because I had aspirations for different stuff. And of course, I would have been going through some challenges now being a young mother. So I had to, you know, switch lanes, as we say, in terms of my direction. But I never gave up hope on becoming successful. And I like to say I'm a work in progress because you always have to develop yourself. You always have to... You know, it's growth. Um, and time, to me, gives you a lot of in, um, experience to mature to what your purpose is. Um, however, I became a young mother 
at the age of 17. <laughs> so that was a life change, very next life changing experience. But I thank God for my then, now, which is deceased mother and grandmother, even my deceased godmother, those three women, they were very instrumental in terms of, you know, encouraging me to always have faith in God, despite whatever it would go through. Um, there were days when it was really tough. And, you know, I would question myself a lot. I would question God as to why me and all of that. Because being a young single mother is not a experience that nobody is tutored for. We, nobody um, ever, I don't ever, I've never heard of anyone getting a manual and being taught how to be a parent. Now, because um, in this time that we are living in, there's so much a app and there's so much a website and you're more educated. But in my time, you had to learn as you go, right? Trial and exactly. error. But I am glad that I had my, you know, the, the, the support system. I must say that until I went off onto my own. Again, it was challenging because being a young mother, having to rent an apartment, I had to do like two jobs, then pay babysitters, you know, and as the time go through, sometimes it's no secret, I didn't have much support from the father. So it was a bit of a up and down scale. And it is important as a single mother to me, now that I am much more mature, to look at the different points in your life. There, there are times when you're going to have the high and there are times when you have the low. But it's how you deal with it. And it was not easy for me, but I always remember... You know, through those points where I would experience a lot of disappointment, I always, because of what I was taught, I would always most time cry and pray. If not cry and pray, I'll cry and sing because I found the joy of singing being comforting to me. And of course, um, you know, from over a period of time, I wouldn't say it was easy. You know, I had to make decision because remember, I'm not responsible for a life. Yeah. So I will have to, as any right-thinking mother will do, sometimes forget yourself. I'll have that period. I'll cry. I'll go through my period. But I, I think we, I think as mothers, we all do that, Adina. We all, you know, we have cry. those moments where we're like, we don't know what we're doing here. Like, help us. <laughs> yes, you know. And sometimes I'll be like, but. Um, sometimes not blowing my own tooth or tooting my own horn, but sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. Um, one of the things I prided with myself, despite whatever challenge I went through, I never gave up on my children at all. But I'm talking about the first one because that is at that point I was single for a very long time and having to the hustle and bustles. And at that time, I also wanted to continue studying, which was a bit of a challenge because the money I was making at that time, it wasn't even enough for me to do other stuff other than pay rent, groceries, pay the bills, and just, so it was like a cycle. You get your money and you have to pay for stuff over and over. Okay, at some point in time, things started to look up for me, relationship-wise. It was like climbing up a hill and then getting rolled back down. But I am glad I went through that because I always told myself there are certain things that happen with me. I'm not going to allow it to happen again. 
But again, being mindful that I was a young mother, a young teenage mom in a world of uncertainties, still finding myself being responsible for a life, having responsibilities of my own. Um, that, to me, um, fast-tracking to my now deceased husband, I met him. And I always say um, he left an impression and he had a effect on my life because when we met we started off as friends you know we experienced a lot i never am being honest with you yes i know i fell for him i had the emotions but again the age i was in my early 20s and i always boast about him at the time he had no children none being a very handsome chap, very intelligent, because his intelligence is what drew me to him. I saw him as a friend, a good friend. And I never in one minute thought, I know I, knew I had emotions, you know, I had crush on him and all of that. But I never thought that we would have gotten into a serious relationship to even move on to marriage. And the funny thing with him is when he met me, the very first night, he said to me, you are going to be my wife. And I watch him, Miss Liz, like, is this man crazy? I don't even know you. <laughs> I think oh. all men are just a little crazy, right? We need that crazy in our life. And, and then that's why they find us, right? So, right. Uh, you know, so, and I'm really happy that you got to be friends first before, you know, because yes. I think we need that friendship in a relationship, right? If yes. you don't have the friendship then it's just a relationship. And yes. I like to always say that there's a lot to build yes. in a relationship. And friendship is one, so. Yes. So yes. we have a lot of comments coming in from all different areas because we are streaming, multi-streaming. So we do have okay. some comments. We have a comment sure. from, a, from a good friend, Erica, which I put up on the screen, but I just want to read them out loud because sure. for the ones that are going to be listening to the audio after and the replay or are listening right now, I just want you to know that there are viewers in here and there are comments coming in. So Erica Sinda says, it's beautiful to see a person take something and something bad and make it into something good rather than use it as an excuse to continue the cycle of negativity. Then we have, a we have a comment come in from Kareen, making my cup as we speak. Then we have Adina <laughs> who says, I'm just gonna read a couple of her comments. Looking good, Adina. Um, oh, thank you. That's my name. <laughs> and repping for our community. And Hi. Kareen, again, two of my favorite women in the world. Thank you, Kareen. Oh. You are amazing, too. Then we have Monday from Nigeria coming in, and he's wow. saying good evening to, um, to myself. But I'm going to say good evening to Adina, too, because Adina is the reason we're here. And then we have somebody from Twitch come on and say good day. So we have multi-streaming going on right now. So we have different people from different areas, different communities, different countries Thank coming you. on. So Thank you I just so want much. I just want you to know, Adina, that there are people that are watching you and you are making a difference in so many people's lives. And what I, what I really, really enjoy about you, Adina, is that you show to break the stigma on the size that beauty yes. is all sizes. And I really, yes. really appreciate that about you because we're so 
programmed to believe that only beauty queens can be these tiny little ladies at a certain yes. weight, right? And this is what yes, the world yeah. Miss Universe Plus does. It shows that any size can be beautiful. And we yes. are beautiful, you know? So I want, I want you to share a little bit more on what Miss Universe Plus has done for your life and how it has changed your life, Adina. Okay. Um, I would go back from my community because I still reside. I have been in and out. I still reside. It's just in a different area. Um, I would describe my community as some people like to say it's high risk. But for me, um, I have had experiences and it, only the death of my husband is what, you know, triggered a little, I, I would say, discomfort and mourning. But despite, that's why I keep saying, wherever you come from, it doesn't matter. Especially for me, use your, your challenges to channel you to a purpose, to find a better good. Um, pageantry was not on my plates. I honestly speak this to people from the get-go. I always give kudos to my then co-workers. I used to work at the Ministry of Legal Affairs and Attorney General. And I was encouraged by some colleagues with no experience, but I would be the girl who would sit home and watch all the beauty queens, Miss Janelle um, Penny Commission um, from our island, um, even up to Wendy Fitzwilliam, even Giselle Aron, and all the other. And I would sit in front of the TV and chair with everybody and be happy. But never in one moment did I ever wish to become a beauty queen. I will tell you when my passion grew. So I was encouraged by them. And they were like, I need have the personality. And I was like, oh, I'll think about it. And they keep encouraging, pressing for me to take part in a pageant in the community of Book Malatris, which is not far from the mover community. That is sour. So we are like neighbors. And I decided, okay, after a much encouragement, so I said, here's what, I'll take the leap of faith. And I did. I was the last person to register for that competition with a lot of nervousness, <laughs> no experience, no previous experience in pageantry. But I decided, okay, since my colleagues have all this faith in me and, you know, I'll try and we will see the outcome. Little did I know, um, it was rigorous training though. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Up to now, the, the, um, the directors, they would speak with me and they would say, Dinah, you were one of the persons. Like when I had my difficulty, I would cry. <laughs> I'd be like, this is not for me. <laughs> what I got myself into, <laughs> right? Honestly, but I saw where I had support and I always, I mean, to the whole of Trinidad and Tobago, I love you all because I always get support from different areas. Of course, I had challenges. A lot of challenges came in terms of sponsorship because for a plus size woman, I'm being real with you, my weight fluctuates over a period of time. Um, I dislike when I go into a store and you see something says one size fits all. That is not true because most of the time they'll send it to the back of the store. And I mean, for me, my weight was never an issue. I never made it an issue because um, Caribbean women, and especially in our country, we have a lot of plus size women. I'm not bashing the, the smaller ladies, but for me, I was like, 
Medina, you think you could win this? But again, I had to learn all the different routines and then deportment, articulation, presenting yourself and those stuff, being able to speak in front of the media. And as brave as I look, I was always nervous, right? Even up to now, people would say, Dinah, you are still nervous. I said, yeah, but there's a little trick I do between me and God before I go on a stage, right? <laughs> um, most persons who experience what I did will attest to this. Sometimes you would look, yes, I am confident. I have grown. I've developed a lot into being a better person in terms of how I present. But there are times I do get nervous. It probably doesn't show, but I know <laughs> what happened. So there was training. And then remember, at that time, fast tracking, I got married. So being a wife, a mother to three young men, young sons, you know, it was, and then being a career woman. So, you know, I had the days of despite what. Sorry about that. Are you there? That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Sorry, we had a little... Yeah, we had a moment. <laughs> yeah, it's very loud and clear. Yes. Um, technology. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's I, not my friend <laughs> yes um, you know it was very trying for me because at some times there were rehearsals in the work week so after work I will have to head to rehearsals you have the schedule and you have to make appearances so sometimes I'll take time off but I must say my supervisors at the time and then you have projects that you had to fulfill obligations to the pageant committee, the organization as a contestant. They were very supportive. I always thank them. My then colleagues who turned to friends who are still supportive of me now, um, they always support my endeavor, always. And I appreciated that. Even when at times I would tell them how hard and they were like, I said, because of you all, if you all didn't encourage me, I wouldn't be doing through this, right? Not complaining, I just used to be exhausted on some days. Fast tracking on the night of the show, um, out of all the contestants, I had the most supporters. <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, I would say a gala because of the crowd. There was no, no sitting space. A lot of persons were standing. And that encouraged me a lot. It gave me, it was like, you know, the ump. To push more on the night, I mean, I was pushing because I had the, 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 the struggles of, as I told you, sponsorship. We had to do fundraisers. My friends and they would help. I even did a car wash. I always talk about that because I had some sexy friends dress up and they decided, <laughs> so, well, I will put on the tights. You will put on the shorts. <laughs> and they helped me in the car wash. And, you know, we did barbecue to raise funds. Of course, um, at the time, I really, there were a counselor who had an impact and I thanked him because he believed in me as other persons. On the night of the show, when the dust settled, I emerged the winner of the show. And it was a, a very exciting, you know, time for me because it was like, you know, you accomplished what you set out to do. Because, and at that point, there were some of my colleagues from the Ministry of Legal Affairs who were also there, even my uncle, one of my uncle who's an, a Calypsonian and my husband 
at the time, make God rest his soul, he ran up on the stage and he's like, this is my way, this is my way, you know? So, but even during the um, period of appearances, I would hear persons make remarks about plus-size women. And I had gotten one of the, the comments, I, I like to call them challenge, I don't call them negative. One of the challenges that I got, why are you wasting your time? You are not going to get anything out of this. And I believe for plus-size women, not I believe, I know as a fact, I'll retract that, plus-size women has it harder, plus-size models. So women who are on the smaller scale. But I must say from that, that was 2005, that was the journey that opened the gateway to pageantry for me. Because after I was then selected, because there are a number of different plus size in Trinidad and Tobago pageants, which are held in different communities. So I went on to, that show was Miss Plus Size. And if you look behind me here, you will see a number of trophies. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> um, some of the, um, that I accomplished from the night of the show and on the pageant journey. I then was called a lot to do um, make appearances. I was in even charity, a lot of charity I was involved in, um, in different areas. I went on to our next competition called Miss Big Bowl and Beautiful. I emerged first runner up. I got the opportunity from there to represent our country in Tortola, British Virgin Island. And even before going there, I got other titles, but I was then trained by one of Trinidad and Tobago, very renowned known person, Mr. Richard Young. He's very known in the fashion industry pageant. He taught me how to do fashion runway. So it was always exciting for me as a plus size woman because you know by now the passion shall grow. I was excited and everywhere I went, I got accepted because persons would know me. That's how I got the name Queenie. <laughs> right? I, love that. I love Queenie. Like I, yeah. I can see you as a Queenie. Like it is a beautiful <laughs> nickname to have. I, I'd love to go around going Queenie, Queenie. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So for me, it was, so instead of saying a dynamo, time, you'll be like, oh, look, Queenie, look, Queenie, you know, so that, that's how the name stick. But it really started from my then colleague. She's now retired. She's alive still, Miss Marva Jones. She said, this would be the appropriate name for Queenie, <laughs> All right? So every time people see me, they'll be like, look, Queenie, look, Queenie, look, Queenie. <laughs> so it, that name stuck on me from since 2005 to now. When I went to Tortola, I always tell people, every pageant journey to me, I approach it as a new experience because, of course, it's new persons. And there's something that is very important for me, which I value and hold close to my heart, the sisterhood. The ladies you bond with over a period of time, some of my very, I would say, known ladies are from pageantry. We still yeah. keep in touch. We connect. I even at one time had to compete against one of my own family. <laughs> but <laughs> we just came in the one, two area. So it was a, a joke about these cousins came here to see which one will win, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the experience was nice. But in Tortola, I always said that was one of my hardest, very challenging pageant. Because even though we had a sisterhood, people brought their A game. They really brought their A game. And it was the first time I ever got a fifth. 
because normally I would always come one, two, three, nothing past that. And it was challenging because St. Lucia won that year. Um, St. Vincent and myself, a number of us, Barbados, we all keep in touch. Um, St. Kitts. So, you know, it was nice. And I still appreciate that we have that connection. So I would say outside of my biological family, the pageant family is so wide and I am living it because it's nice to see when we could reach out to each other for moral support, you know, checking with a sister and, you know, that bond group as women. And at times I had to mentor, even people would come to me and I would be like, wow, they'd be like, Adina, you are inspiring me, you encourage me, I look up to you. I have, I like to call her a supporter slash family follower. I am yet to meet this lady from Mexico. She has been supporting me from my first pageant. She always tell me that I encourage her to stay on the course as a plus size woman. And that meant, I mean, I have a lot of people support and they encourage me daily, but those words from that lady really took me far. To know how far she's from and she never saw me physically and she believed in me so much. Okay, so to fast track, I did come back. At times I would judge pageants, but I always listen to the comments. The comments that people make about plus size women. I have sister queens, I call them, um, who have had experience of trying to get into a taxi. And sometimes people would make these negative remarks about they, they don't have enough space or you have to pay for the backseat of the car. Or I even one time, I'll tell you a friend, I wouldn't call her name because she wouldn't... Um, one that but i remember going with her to particular stores and she would see styles that she liked and i would tell her you could wear that and she'd be like a diner you know that can't wear me that's for teeny bumpers you know we would make <laughs> and i would yeah we would make our remark but nothing on negative and i would tell her you could get that style so like if there's on sale we would buy two of each and take it to a tailor or seamstress and get it redone and she said to me, you know, that's a perfect idea. I have never thought about that. I said, see, we could wear it. But I re remember backtracking a bit to my first pageant that I won. One of the questions that was asked of me is, what is my wish? Give three things about my, for the future as a plus size model or pageant queen. And I told them I wanted to be the first plus-size woman in the Caribbean to open an outlet. And when I said outlet, that's a small store of ranges of plus-size designs for women who are having, you know, challenges to get outfits and bras, all these different garments for women of various sizes, but plus-size only. And I also said, that was 16 years ago, several years, I wanted to have the experience of an international pageant. Those were my exact words. And could continue doing charity. So after going through all those shows, the, the I would say, last local I, um, pageant I entered, because after having my three sons, I mean, I would have again, continue to experience the challenge of motherhood. And as a wife, I took part in a show called Miss Abuela. Abuela is for grandmothers. Yes, I am a grandmother of two, <laughs> two beautiful <laughs> young ladies. 
that I hope to introduce to the pageant will one day. And I, again, I came in the top three in that show. But it was wow. an experience that was in 2018. And I said to myself, that's it. I am retiring from pageantry <laughs> because I have gone through a lot of the plus size pageants. I have gone through pageants. For, um, I worked with one. He's now deceased as well, uh, Mr. Dexter Jennings. He had a pageant called Miss Mature for Mothers. So I didn't expect to be in a pageant for grandmothers, <laughs> right? But I fit the criteria and I took part and I said, right, that's it. I am not going to compete. Right after that pageant, it wasn't long after, Miss Liz, you know what happened? What happened? Miss Plus World came on my lap. <laughs> there and we I, go. See, things happen yes. at the right timing. It was less than a month. And I thought, I mean, I'm being honest with you, it was a joke. And I said, you know, my husband at the time reminded me, remember what you said you wanted? Be careful what you asked for. And I said, after all these years. So after the decision, I was selected to represent. And as they say, I make history. I'm in the history making business because I was <laughs> the first plus size woman from my community to enter into the first pageant that I entered and won. And to date, I am still the first plus size woman from that show that is still in the modeling and fashion industry. I mean, I keep in touch with the ladies, but they are no longer part of pageantry or in anything but fashion. But we have a nice relationship, which is good, and they support me, and I thank them for that. However, I started to prepare, and I had a lot of challenges. I also had a life-changing experience in the month of April 2019. Um, it was on that fateful Monday night. Uh, after coming, leaving my job, I had a meeting, and when I came home, because I live in a house, housing development, it's a government housing development, and I am on the third floor. Um, the entire day, it was a story which is going to be part of a book that is going to be published about a diner because I have um, a few publishers who are working with me about my life and a memoir, stuff I have to produce. Um, so that is a look forward to. Um, it was a very, I would say, challenging bitter, I would say sweet, because there was a lot of decisions I had to make at a moment's notice, because I was preparing myself to represent the country. And here I am, a mother, a wife, career woman, now turning into being a widow, and still having my projects, because of course, one of the, there's, there's so much things I admire about Miss Plus World, in the US, the head organization, the brand, what we stand for and what we represent as an international queen, the process you go through. You know, you know it's, it's, it has a sense of belonging, being a part of, as a plus size woman, you're not just going to put on clothes and you, you know, you really represent an organization of phenomenal women. And I would mm -hmm. say by extension, we represent around the globe because it's an opportunity where you get ladies from many parts of the country. So I had to compete with countries like Kenya, Nigeria, Switzerland, um, Malaysia, Bahamas, South Africa, Hawaii, 
in the US, you know, and as the list goes on, um, it was exciting for me because as I said, one of my hobbies are interacting with different cultures. Um, you can learn so much. It's a nice yeah. exchange. Um, can. However, for me, it was, I had to make a lot of decisions. But as I look back on that, I am very grateful. I never take for granted. I must say if I'm not blessed with certain material, materialistic things, I have the power of praise. I have the power of genuine people. I also, that time that I went through, wise grieving. I mean, I still miss him because yeah. we spent more over, the, over 19 years of our life together. We were previous, we lived five years before and then we got married. So it was a lot. And when he met me, he met me with my first son, which he always said, that is his son. And those are some of the things that, you know, draw me close to him in, in terms of how he dealt with my son. Because as a mother, you know, you are very protective of your child and that kind of thing, right? And he always supported me in my pageants, every one of them, right? Mm -hmm. He was always there. If he can't come, you know, he dropped me to rehearsal. Whatever it took for me, he assisted. Of course, sometimes he would tell me, like, when I come home and I... So I say, oh, this is so thing. I can't get it. He'd be like, you choose that. I am just here. <laughs> right? <laughs> and sometimes, of course, you know, when we start to beat up on ourselves, and because you will have the time. But as yeah. I said, it was very, um, my colleagues, I must say, of the office of the prime minister, where I am presently, they were very supportive. Very, and they are to this day. They are very supportive in my endeavors. Um, I had, as I like to say, I am really a child of the soil because I have my biological family who is still there for me in terms of, see, support, I always tell people, support is a very, it doesn't have to be material, but just that moral support, it goes a long way. So I always encourage, and on top of that, I still had to do my community service, and I had the love and support of my delegates, my sister queens, they prayed for me. And that touched a very big nerve in me to see that these ladies from different parts of the world, we are going to compete with each other. And they were praying for me. So I had no choice to continue as a delegate. And when I reached Houston, I always called the executive directors, my pageant mothers, Constance Zanet and Miss Nanette Weeks. They are women, phenomenal is a word but to describe these ladies trust me i admire what they are doing bringing ladies together so out of that show i have four of us were crowned and i got competing with the different countries overall i came third runner up but i won the humanitarian miss plus intercontinental because that was my division humanitarian ambassador and with that title comes a lot of weight. These are some of the, these are two of my crowns that I would have gotten. I also won social media influencer. And I always thank Trinidad and Tobago because I didn't realize I had so much of support and people were voting. So it was, uh, it was really like a breath of fresh air to see a country behind you. Although I had, for who knows, it's not a secret. 
I had a lot of challenges in terms of sourcing funds. Again, having to have the support, I always give kudos to my team, Mr. Bernard. He is a gentleman. I always have to say, no matter what, I have to give him thanks. My photographers, a diner, she, that she's a darling. I always talk about her. She's a young lady and she's going to be very phenomenal in the coming. I am looking forward to great things with that young lady. Her patient, she exercised so much. Mr. Luke Lashley, he was my colleague at the time. He's also a photographer slash designer. To the designers, Miss Liz, Trinidad and Tobago is a diverse society. And I am so blessed to say that I have favor with these designers because even though I'll be called, they helped to my wardrobe. And the gown that I wore, Cooties, that's a store in Coover. I give kudos to them. It was selected by Mr. Richard Young. So there's a number, Mr. Weeks, Mr. Sheldon Warner. It's so much of them, <laughs> right? My community, my, I, the list is long. So I know for those who don't hear the name, please don't chastise me, <laughs> my sons. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's always a pleasure to explain that part of it because as I told somebody, you have to, you know, when it's good, it's good. When it's, when it's bad, it's challenging. So Adina, now that you, you've shared on how you've, this has all changed your life in that, what has, what does tea mean to Adina? Oh, I think we might have a frozen screen here. Some technical issues again. Uh, Let's hope that she is okay to come back. I'm not sure what exactly happened there. So if anybody would like to know more on Adina, please check out the Miss Universe uh, Plus. They can be found on Instagram. They can be found on Facebook. They have a group, I believe. I'm going to pull that up. So the Miss Plus World. Uh, check them out, check out their Facebook group and see all the incredible things that they're doing. I'm hoping that Adina can join back. I see that she has lost connection. So, and you can also find them on Instagram as well. So check out and see the incredible things that they're doing for the plus size women in the world, um, especially in Trinidad and Tobago. I, I really wanted to have her on Tea Time because all sizes matter. All sizes are beautiful and we all make a difference. So... And if you would like to know more on Adina, please check out her bio on the Miss Liz's Tea Time page. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. I'm all over. All these Tea Times are on my YouTube channel, so you can check them. If you're watching a replay, please put replay. If you're watching from a different platform than what I have, please let me know so I can look into that platform as well to get my speakers on there. And all of the guest speakers that I do share every year will be joined back again at the end of the year. So what we do is we do a reunion show for the tea time of all the guests. So the guests can connect and they can share numbers, uh, again, communicate and network and just make friendships and a sisterhood, like Adina said, because that's what we're here for. We're here to network and we're here to connect. So again, if, Tea Time is a place that you would like to be seen and heard. Please join in and that. And we do have our next speaker that is coming up next week, Jan 
Edwards that is in the house, she will be here next week sharing on human So there are different flavors, different topics, different things that come on Tea Time with Miss Liz at all times. So if you think that your story doesn't matter, think again, because we all have a story and we all make a difference. And we all make a difference with our cup of tea. Now, when you think of tea, don't think of the beverage. Think of you. Think of your T, your E, and your A. And let me know what yours is. And I will tell you what yours future will look like. Because your past, your present, and your future makes you who you are. You might be surprised to hear that I can tell you who you're going to be in the future by just saying your TEA. But trust me, follow me and you will see. I am taking tea to a different level. We are serving tea in a different way. We are making a difference by serving the TEA of tomorrow. Miss Liz is on to something and you need to follow me because there will be big changes coming. If you'd like to know more about Miss Liz, check me out. I will be one of the speakers in Michigan in September at the Troy, Michigan um, Hilton Hotel. And we are gonna be bringing different leaderships, different roles, different, different unique ways of making you see who you really can be as a leader. So again, check that out. You can get tickets for the virtual event. You can get tickets for the live event in person. There are many ways, but I really want you to check out Adina. I want you to check out what this woman is doing for the people in her community, in her country, because plus size women don't get seen enough and we need to be seen just as much. And this woman is making a difference. I, I'm pretty sure she's lost this connection and because of the bandwidth and that in different countries, we do have that issue sometimes on Tea Time. So again, check out Adina, check out her Facebook, check out her Instagram, check out the Miss Plus universe, university, uh, not university, universe, and you'll see the pageants, the beauty, the, the motivation, motivation between these women that are making a difference and breaking the stigma out there. So for me, Jan, good question. What does T mean? So Jan is asking what T means. For me, T is teaching educational awareness. For me, I teach from my past. I educate that you can define your life. You can change your life at any time. And I bring awareness that no matter what we've been through in life, we make the difference and we create the destiny for ourselves. So what is your T? And we will find out what T is for Jan Edwards next week on the 20th when she joins me in the studio. So I want to thank all the viewers out there who are watching. And I want you to continue to follow Miss Liz. Spread the word. Share the word. If you know somebody that would make an amazing guest or has an amazing story who's making a difference in their community, in their country, or just in their family overall, I want them as a Tea Time guest. So again, thank you all for tuning in. And if you're watching the replay, please put replay in there. And I want to thank all of the comments that came in today and all the viewers that were watching today. And I will see you all next week with a new tea time, with a new cup of tea.